today. As always, please like, share, and subscribe to this channel for more inspirational videos and audios, stimulating discussions and conversations, and more. Peace and blessings. Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Hello. Welcome and welcome back. Happy Wednesday to you. All right, this is another Wednesday lesson in the series of the laws of the Most High. Now, as I told you, we are in the 613 laws. I already uploaded all the laws um, that you can hear somebody's reading, but I'm going through the laws and explaining to you um, what these laws mean to the children of Israel. I'll also be explaining whether these laws are still open, whether we're just going to observe them in our minds and, and, you know, reserve them in our hearts or whether they're fulfilled. Because remember, Yeshua came to fulfill uh, the laws, not to nullify. Okay. Um, Some of the laws, anyway, not all. Now, I'm going to go through the same spiel that I've been going through since I started these laws, and I'm going to, oh, excuse me. <clears throat> wow, I've got a tickle in my throat while I was talking. The devil is a liar. Hold on, I'll be drinking. Ooh, that was a tickle that came out of nowhere. Okay. I will be explaining to you what's going on in regards to these laws so that we know as the children of Israel and everyone else who's listening, Gentiles, <clears throat> what the laws are. We also understand that the whole world adopted these laws as crooked as they made them. They have adopted them. Understand that and know. Okay. So I'm going to start it again. Just give you a little synopsis. Cause I told you I'm going to keep doing this. Um, uh, initial piece before I start reading the laws so that you know exactly what these laws pertain to because a lot of people a lot of people have the children of Israel who know the scriptures uh, some of them have lost sight of the law some people um, haven't grasped it um, for those people who don't are not familiar with the laws or have not read the laws you're listening to the laws and understanding what's going on. So 
I want to tell you what these laws are about and why the most high put them down. And then I'm going to give you some rules in regards to these laws. And then we're going to move forward. Okay. The law is the most high's divine instructions in righteousness. Okay. Without which man could not have no blueprint for moral, holy living. Okay. The apostle Paul said, do we then nullify the law through faith? May it never be. On the contrary, we establish the law. And that's Romans 3 and 31. Okay. So the laws were not done away with. It's not all about, oh, yeah, just have faith. Because these people that's walking around today don't have the faith. Because Yeshua said, if you have faith of a mustard seed, you can move mountains, you can dry up trees, you can walk on water, you can walk in the mist, you can elevate, you can do all of that. Because he said, you're going to be able to do more stuff than him. But do you see anybody doing that? Anybody? Anybody? Antibody. No. So it's more to faith than just saying it. Faith is not just a word. Okay. It's an action, honey. Anyway. Okay. We are still on the 248 positive misvot, which is the commands. These are to, the to do's. Okay. We're still in that. And we're going to finish that today. Y'all willing. Now. I want to put down some rules before I start reading because you need to understand. You need to understand um, why I'm saying the things I'm saying. Now, I want to also say there's some things that are um, not clear and I'm going to try to clarify them before the end of these laws or the end of uh, this um, today's lesson. If there's something that I'm running into that I'm not clear on, I have um, my uh, I have uh, resources that I can refer to, I'll say. Okay, so these are the rules. They're not in any particular order, but I need you to understand them while I'm reading these laws. Number one, I'm just saying one through because it's actually eight of them. But they're not in any particular order. It just uh, flow off the top of my head. And then I just wrote them down. But I need you to know this when I'm reading these laws. Yeah, I need you to take this into consideration when I'm reading these laws. That's what I need you to do. That's why I'm reading them. Hold on. Where's that pen? Give me one second. Hmm. Okay, I'm just writing something. I, I usually write my own notes while I'm talking anyway. So like I said, I didn't write them in any particular order. It's just how they popped in my head. So um, this is not an order. I'm just, I just wrote it. It could be in any order that I'm saying, but it's all relevant. And I need you to take what I'm getting ready to say into consideration while I read these laws at all times. That's why I'm going to keep saying it. Okay, number one. The laws were made to build character, ethically and morally, okay? That's why the Most High put them in for the children of Israel. The Most High said the whole world follows devils, and he didn't want his children to follow devils, so he put down laws, okay? The laws was made for sinners, number two, as a guideline to gauge behavior, okay? 
for the children of Israel, the most high is their father in their house, the house for the children of Israel, the most high, who is their father, put down ground rules. You are to follow these rules. If you was good and you was following me in the beginning, I wouldn't have to put rules down. But since you following everybody else outside this house, I'm going to put rules down. Okay, so understand that they made for sinners. Most High knew that his children was going to sin and so did the forefathers. That's why I read the 12, um, what is it? Testament of the 12, sorry. That's why I read the Testament of the 12 because even our forefathers told us that we was going to mess up and fall down and not get back up. Scramble to the ground, pull each other down like crabs in the barrel. That's what they said, okay? So number three, the laws and the books were taken by heathens and now they're used all over the world. And we already know this because they're already saying somebody else is the children, even though they're not. Scripturally and by the history, we know who the children are, okay? Your DNA can tell it. Your history can tell it. Your The way you look can tell it. Any Everything. Your geography, everything, Okay? The Most High said in the New um, in the New Testament um, that uh, you was going to be in a strong delusion. Everything's upside down. Okay? Everything is upside down. Right is wrong. Wrong is right. Everything's upside down. They saying the children ain't the children, and the, and the heathens who saying they the children ain't the children. Number four, there's laws everywhere. The Most High put laws everywhere. So there's no such thing as don't listen to the laws. The reason why the most high put laws in is for number one, his purposes and for the good of all things that he put in um, to subjection to his laws. Trees, trees have a law to bud in the spring and in the summer. By the time fall is over, the trees fall, uh, fall their leaves, their leaves fall down to the ground. That's a law. The grass grows and, and, and has dandelions in it and all kinds of other uh, little flowers and stuff that pop up in the spring and the summer. By the end of the summer going into the fall, they die. Is that not a law? All of it is a law. Gravity is, has a law behind it. Everything has a law. So there's no such thing as you don't have to listen to the law. And I'm going to quote this. In the Apocalypse of um, Shaul, um, the Most High says everything listens to me except for humans. So humans are walking around here talking about they don't have to listen to no laws. And this is why we all in the situation we in, honey, because we want to follow behind the devil. But everything else follows the laws. Back to what I was saying. Number five, Shaul went to the Gentiles. Shaul went to the Gentiles. Shaul went to the Gentiles. Honey, he didn't go to the heathens. He went to the Gentiles. Okay. And why did Shaul go to the Gentile? Because he was persecuting his own brethren. Shaul is of the line of Benjamin. And it even says that in the Testament of the 12 under Benjamin that Shaul was going to come and be, a, um, and be an apostle, an honorary through Yeshua because he was persecuting his own brethren. Honey, just know that. Because everybody, especially the men, always want to take what uh, Shaul says and run with it. Don't. Here goes the brick wall, me. No, don't do it. Okay, because I got receipts. Number seven, oh, I'm sorry, number six, Deuteronomy accompanies the laws. If there's no laws, then there's no Deuteronomy. 28, 
understand that and know how can you um keep holding up Deuteronomy 28 when you're not listening to the laws because the laws go with Deuteronomy 28 blessings and curses if you listen to my law which the most high always said to the king to the prophet and even in the new testament Yeshua is saying something like that okay listen to the laws heaven and earth will pass away but not the laws so Deuteronomy accompanies the laws. There's no way in the world you could be afraid of Deuteronomy and hold up Deuteronomy and you don't listen to the laws. Number seven, those that follow those laws must live in them. Okay? Leviticus 18, four through five. Understand and know. So I'm not, I'm not coming out the side of my mouth with it. It's in the scriptures, lovies. Okay? And number eight, Yah's word goes out and doesn't return void. Meaning whatever he says is going to be. If he put a timeline on it, it's going to have a timeline. If it's perpetual and he says it's going to perpetually be, it's going to be perpetual. The most high is who he is. And what he says is, and nobody could do anything about it, boo. Nothing. So understand that. Understand all this and take all this into consideration as I continue to move forward with these laws. Now, we are starting. Pong. Wait a minute. I'm going to let you know where we start. All right. We're still in the dues. Remember that. And I'm going to let you know whether things are open observe or fulfilled okay i'm gonna say it again open observe fulfilled give me one second let me write something down real quick Okay. Before I start, I just, um, I hope that you had a wonderful day. I hope that you had a wonderful beginning of the week. This is hump day, honey. Just praise the most high that you got through this Wednesday, honey. Woo! I know I'm putting, um, you know, putting the cart before the horse without um, hoping and, and giving some blessings over you. Um, but um, I don't want to forget I hope that the rest of your week is wonderful. Hopefully that we could come together on the Sabbath and you can hear the lesson and keep moving. I hope that you are learning something. So let me move forward because I don't want to forget that. Always give you encouragement to keep going, especially during this time of uncertainty. Because every time we wake up, it's always some nonsense going on. And I do mean nonsense. I'm going through the same thing you're going through. Just looking at the nonsense, sipping my water on the side. Just looking and shaking my head. Oh, anyway, let us move forward now. We are still in the do's of the law. So now we are talking about family and some of these things are run on. So I will let you know if it's the same old thing, honey. Okay. We are on law 209 and this is concerning family. Leviticus 19.32. Hold on. 
on honoring the old and wise. Do you know that's the law, honey? Honor thy mother and thy father and those people who's older and wiser. Now, I'm going to say this. There's some people that are chronologically old, but they act like they um, teeny boppers. Don't listen to them. Because, <laughs> honey, they laws. Anyway. Okay. So, on honoring the old and wise, thou shalt rise up before the hoary head and honor the face of the old man and fear thy L, for I am Yahuwah. Now, I want to say this also. Um, It popped out of my head just that fast. What was I going to say? Well, it's our duty to honor our elders. And that's what I want to say. But there was something I wanted else I wanted to say, but it, I guess it wasn't that important. So it just popped in my head and popped right back out. But anyway, let us move on. Uh, Law 210, Exodus 20 and 12. When I, oh, it, hit, it popped back in my head. <laughs> I downloaded these laws, okay? So it has the endow in it, but I believe it's the new King James. Because it's being down then regular English with it, honey. It's just confusing. And sometimes the wording is so bad. It's terrible. So I got to look at it and figure it out on my own. So I'm going to do the best I can with this being down. Because even though there's some regular in, um, English writing in it, it's still some these and downs in there. So I got, I got to look at it and be like, what the heck? Anyway, that's what I wanted to tell you. But uh, we're on Law 210, and it's Exodus 20 and 12 on honoring the parents. So this is pretty similar to the first one. Honor your elders and then honor your parents, who are your elders, and you're living in a house, eating up their food and whatever else. So, yeah. Anyway, honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Most High, thy El, gives thee. El Elyon, understand that? Uh -huh. El Shaddai, Elion. Okay, so honor your mother and your father, and honor um older, wiser people, cause we're here, younger people, younger than me. Um, to help you, to guide you, that's a part of our jobs. That's a part of the job of the uh, children of Israel. Anyway, we already know. Well, we don't. We don't all know this, but for those who are just learning this, yes, your job is to learn who you are, learn who you belong to, live your life, um, make room for the next generation in love, guidance, being that village that raises the child. That's your job to come together, to articulate, to um, connect as the bride. That's our job. Not only is that, is that our job, it's the law. I've been reading this, honey, in all the do's. Wait until I get to the don'ts. So, Lord 211, Leviticus 19 and 3 on fearing the parents. Now, we're not talking about, well, usually we're not talking about fear as that I'm scared of my parents, but reverence as in love your parents. That's what we talk about. But let me see what this says. <laughs> ye shall fear every man his mother and his father and keep thy Sabbath, for I am Yahuwah Yael. So it's, it's reverence in this case. Lord um, 212, Genesis 1 and 28 on, uh, yeah, on to be fruitful and multiply. 
I don't know why it says on to be fruitful. Just be fruitful and multiply. Just the nonsense. Anyway, and the Most High blessed them, and the Most High said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish in the sea, and over the fowl in the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Now, this is for the children of Israel, but you know there's some heathens out there that come and they trodden down everything. The fish of the sea, the land, the people, the everything, the earth, they are trodden down everything. And that's what's in the scriptures too. These heathens going to trodden down the land and the most high is going to trodden over them. Understand that. Uh, law 213, Deuteronomy 24 and 1 on the law of marriage. When a man has taken a wife and married her and it come to pass that she find no favor in his eyes because he have found some uncleanness in her, then let him write her a bill of divorcement and let and give it in her hand and send her out of his house. Now, I'm going to say this. I'm going to need you to listen to me. Listen, 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 listen. Oh, and I forgot to tell you this. All those things is open. They all open. Okay. Now, this is the tricky one right here. This is the tricky one. The law of marriage. Now, we see in Deuteronomy 24 and 1, which is the 213 commandment. We see that... Uh, Moses is saying, give her a bill of divorcement. Now, remember, Moses is the one who wrote the Pentateuch, the five books. So we see that Moses is the one who said this. Okay? And let this be a lesson in regards to Shaul too. Now, Moses himself said, give her a bill of divorcement. Listen, Moses said this in the Old Testament. Yahshua in the New Testament said, because they asked him about divorce. Yahshua in the New Testament said, Moses gave you that law himself because he knew how you was going to be over women. So he'd rather for you to get a divorce than to hurt somebody or kill somebody. So that is why this law is there. But Yahshua said, you're not meant to have a divorce. Now, this is where the trickiness comes in. I got a lot to say about this. This is where the trickiness comes in. A lot of us today, we believe we know what's good for us, especially the children of Israel. This is the problem. We really believe we know what's good for us. Okay? And this is what I said before. If you want a good man or if you want a good woman, you sure better bring a good man or a good woman, meaning you better be just as good as that list that you're writing because we as human beings are flawed, more flaws that, than the Empire State Building we got. But according to us, we all good. Many of us come from trauma and we got drama in our lives. And if we ask in the most high to send us a good man or a good woman, guess what he's going to do? He's going to make sure that you're that good man or that good woman before he brings one to you. Case in point, in the book of um, 
in one of the books that Solomon writes, and I believe it's off the top of my head. I can't remember because I got a one track mind and I'm trying to uh, say something. So I don't want to keep, I, okay, give me a minute. Let me think about where it is. I want to say it's in the, either in the Song of Solomon or it's in, um, it's not in Proverbs. I, it might be in Proverbs. It might be in Proverbs. It's in three, either, either three of these books, Song of Solomon, Proverbs, or um, it's another one he wrote. I can't remember off the top of my head. It's in one of those three he wrote um, to be patient until the most high sends you your mate. That's what he says. Be patient until your mo till the most high sends you the mate. Now, why? Because the most high has to teach you to be a good partner. He ain't just gonna, he's not a genie in a bottle. He ain't just gonna come out and go, when you say, oh, I want a good partner. He ain't gonna come out a bottle that you rubbed and say, your wish is my command. And blink his head and you're going to have a woman or a man. No. Because we down here with the devil. Number one, the devil's uh, uh, wearing out the saints. The devil did everything to the saints. You grew up with trauma, especially the children of um, Yahuda. You grew up in all kinds of everything, every mental, anything that could happen to you. Nine times out of ten, that's what's been happening. In order for you to get a good mate, the most high got to whip you into shape. Okay, most of us don't even know how to um, treat a man or a woman. Okay, most of us are self-centered and selfish. Most of us, we don't give a D-A-M-N, okay? Now, the last time I said D-A-M, and I meant that, but this time I'm saying D-A-M-N. We don't care about the other person. We just want to have a mate so that everybody can see that we got a mate. That's not how you do it. In order for you to really get a mate, and when you pray for that mate, the Most High is going to send it to you. But before you get that mate, he's going to whip you into shape. And he's going to whip that mate into shape because he already made a mate for you before uh, the foundation of the world. But because you ain't acting right, that mate ain't coming until you ready. And I know that from experience. So that's why I'm saying what I'm saying. Understand and know that's number one. Okay. Number two, you got to learn to treat your mate with some respect. Shaul going on like the, uh, like the woman is the doormat. Oh, they should be quiet. They should be dead. No, honey, we living in today's time. I'm your ally, not your adversary. The daughters of Zion are the allies to the sons of Zion. And understand that. We had enough. Enough is enough. And just like I said, the most high is supposed to whip you into shape to come together. Prayer, supplication, fasting, meditation, that brings you closer to the most high and he could put you in a position to um, come together as the children of Israel. We need a lot of healing and the most high is the only one who could give it to us. We need to start meditating. We need to come together to your elders, to those who are um, in the will of the most high and um, help us to help you to get it together. That's what we're supposed to do. That is exactly what we're supposed to do. Okay. I say that to say um, uh, uh, Moses put that 
law into practice. Yahshua said that's not what it was meant to be, but because the sons of Zion is ornery and they head-headed, head-headed, hard-headed, headstrong, stiff-necked, and so are the women. So it's best to separate than to kill each other. Understand that. Now I'm going to give you, I'm going to throw something in there. In the book of Yashir, which is the book of Jasa. Uh, I'm going to say Moses, but Abraham told, um, what's Abraham's first son name, babe? Ishmael. Abraham told Ishmael to get rid of his first wife because she was beating the heck out those kids and being wicked. So Abraham told Ishmael to get rid of her. Now, Abraham was before Moses and Abraham said, get rid of her. So this is why I say this is sticky because Abraham came first, honey. The most high made the contract with Abraham when Abraham had Ishmael and he loved Ishmael. Remember, Ishmael is the son of bondage. Isaac is the son of the promise in the book of Yeshia, which is Jasper for those people who don't know it's Yeshia. Abraham said, get rid of this wife. She's terrible. And I'm saying it my way. But he said it in a metaphoric way. And um, and um, what's his name again? The son. And uh, uh, the first son said, got rid of her. Isaac is the second son. Thank you. Ishmael got rid of her behind. Yes, he did. Because she was beating the kids. She refused to let um, Abraham in the tent to, um, to, uh, rest after a long day. She didn't give him nothing to drink. He had to ask and all that. What kind of is that? She wasn't a good woman. And I believe she was a Hamite. She was terrible. She was a terrible person. So Abraham said, get rid of her. Now I say that to say, and I know a lot of people never heard that before. This is the first time you hearing that, honeys. But check it out for yourself. Book of Jasa in, um, in uh, Genesis. Abraham don't want no disrespectful daughter-in-law. And he loved his son. So while he went to go visit her, because you know, Sarah said, no, 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 he got to go. So when he settled in his own place, and him and his mother was so close, they was out doing whatever they needed to do and left this woman in here with his kids and she was tearing them kids up, abusing them. And she also disrespected Abraham. I say that to say the law of marriage is sticky. It's sticky. So you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna leave this open. You know why I'm gonna leave this open? Even when um, Yahshua said it wasn't meant for you to get a divorce, I'm gonna leave it open because we ourselves... We swear we know who it is that we um we marrying. We swear that we look at these people and go, oh, this is what they say. Oh, God sent me this person. And it's the worst marriage ever. Because you chose that marriage and you didn't pray to the most high to send you your mate. That's why. I'm going to leave that open. Okay? Because uh, marriage is it's sacred and it's wonderful when the most high sends you the mate. But when it ain't, honey, you're going to be praying for that divorce. There's many a people that have been killed by the hand of their mate that they should have divorced and just ran for the hills. I'm saying that to say, 
it's tricky because we think we know better than the most high. We just grab anybody simply for desperation because we want to please other people, because we selfish, because we're opportunistic. It could be anything. Instead of just praying for your mate, like um, Solomon said, no, you want to go out. Oh yeah, God gave me this mate. Meanwhile, he got all kinds of stuff going on. Both of y'all got trauma that you never uh, addressed. And y'all both come into, in, um, into a relationship with bags that should not be there. Okay? Not only are you coming with your own baggage, now y'all going to create baggage. The nonsense never ends when you're in a dysfunctional marriage that the Most High did not bless. Okay? That's a sticky one. That's why I'm going to say it's open. Even though Yahshua said you shouldn't get a divorce, if the Most High did not put that marriage together, run. Because a lot of people swear up and down, oh, yeah, we married. Meanwhile, they ain't nothing but roommates in the house. Understand what I'm saying? You know I'm talking the truth, honeys. Now I'm going to move on. I'm, I'm not going to beat that horse, but just understand. Now I'm going to leave that open. Even though Yeshua said it wasn't, a divorce wasn't uh, meant to be. And I understand that. But you got to understand the complexities of how people just do whatever they want to from their own free will and see what they get. This is why the divorce rate in the United States and abroad is 50%. It's probably higher. Oh, no, I don't I don't want to be with you no more because you wear this to bed or maybe this is happening or that's happened. This is how ridiculous marriage has uh, become to people. I'm going to move on. I ain't going to beat that horse. But tr trust me, I'm going to leave that open simply because it's a gray area. Gray. Okay, so I'm just going to leave that open, honey. Law number 214, Deuteronomy 24 and 5, on bridegroom devotes himself to the uh, to his wife for one year. Now we know, let me read it and then I'll tell you. When a man has taken a new wife, he shall not go out to war, neither shall he be charged with any business, but he shall be free at home one year and shall cheer up his wife, which he has has taken. Now, some people follow this law. I already told you the heathens took these laws, and they using them crookedly. Now, some people do use these laws, even some court systems, especially if somebody goes. Now, mind you, it ain't for the children of Israel because there's two laws, one for the children of Israel, that's penal and punitive, and one for everybody else. Now, I'm going to tell you, some people use these laws and some people don't. Now, there used to be a law um, that um, if it's the only son, they're not supposed to go to, to a war because they are the ones that's going to have children and all of this other stuff. Now, they did honor that, but not with the children of Israel. And for those who just got married, they'll honor, they used to honor that too. And that's why a lot of times when people was off the war, they hurried up and got married so they could just have conjugal visits and try to come home and whatever else. And that was practice, but it wasn't um, uh, practice among the children of Israel. But this is a law that I'm going to say is fulfilled simply because we're not in our land and nobody listens to the children of Israel. <laughs> So I'm going to say that's fulfilled, honey. 
law number 215, Genesis 17 and 10, on circumcising one son. This is my covenant, which ye shall keep between me and you, children of Israel, and thy seed after thee. Every man child among you shall be circumcised. Now I'm going to say this. Sa, sa, sa. I know in the United States, they used to practice that. Remember, the heathens took the books. And I already told you, the devil's children do practice the laws, but they make them crooked. Now, I'm a woman of a certain age. I am a generation Xer. And when you have children, when you, well, my child is grown. At that time, they automatically circumcise me in the United States. Today, 2024, no, they don't. Before, before they used to just automatically circumcise you, right? Then if, um, if you ask them or if they asked you at a certain point, um, and I can't remember when this started happening, but maybe 20, 30 years ago, maybe either 20 or 30 years ago, maybe 20, 25, I'll say between 20 and 25 years ago, I'll just say, but I'm not quite sure. It could be a little longer than that. They used to ask you if you wanted your child circumcised. And if you say yes, then they would do it today. They don't even ask you. You can ask them, but now you have to pay to have your child circumcised. Today, 2024. They went from circumcising um, initially. Then either they asked you if you wanted your child circumcised or you um, or you asked them, could you circumcise my child? And they would do it for free. Today, they don't ask you. And if you ask, you got to pay them to do it. That's what it is. Accord, and I'm just telling you what today's times is. According to Genesis 17 and 10, that was the covenant between the Most High and the children of Israel, right? According to the New Testament, you didn't have to do this no more because it's fulfilled. This is what Yeshua fulfilled. Because I'm going to tell you this practically. Now all the heathens is getting circumcised too. Not all of them, but you know, now the heathens since the New Testament. Since the end of the Old Testament into the New Testament, now everybody's doing it. It don't mean nothing. When Yeshua came, this is one of the laws that he fulfilled. Okay? Now, yes, the Most High has a covenant with a certain people, but guess what? It's in their DNA. It's written in their DNA. It's written in the children of Israel's DNA. Understand that and know. So I don't care what you do now. I don't care what nobody do. I don't care if the lights was out and nobody could see anybody. The Most High knows who his children are. Your DNA is in your blood. In your blood. So I'm going to say that's fulfilled and it is. Law number 216, Deuteronomy 25 and 5. If a man dies childless, his brother may marry the widow or dot, dot, dot. And I'm going to say that because they cut most of this off. And I'm going to say this. If the brethren dwell together and one of them die and have no child, the wife of the dead brother shall not marry without. That's what it says. Shall not marry without 
unto a stranger. I'll just say it in regular. Don't marry a stranger, marry the brother. The husband's brother shall go into her and take her to him to wife and perform the duty of the husband, husband's brother unto her. Now, there's a lot to say about this, but I ain't going to get too wordy because we got a lot to deal with. I'm going to say this. I'm going to leave this open. You know why I'm going to leave it open? Not for people to do, but I'm going to leave it because who is it for me to change? That's number one. Number two, marrying, I, I, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to deal with it. <laughs> I'm not going to deal with it. I'm just going to say, I'm going to leave it open. I'm going to leave it open. Okay. And the reason why I'm going to leave it open is because I'm not going to touch it. That's what I'm going to say. I'm not going to touch it. It's too much to deal with. Too much to deal with. So I'm going to leave that open. I'm going to leave it open. Okay? We're not in our land. We don't practice what the Most High told us to practice. And who knows who you marrying? Who knows today who you marrying? I'm just saying. Because the children of Israel, they're doing whatever they're doing. They're falling behind heathens. Heathens falling behind the children of Israel. Everybody going in circles. I'm going to leave this open because it's too much to say. I'll be on this all night. So I'm going to leave it open, meaning I'm not going to touch it. That's what I'm, that's what I mean. I'm not going to say it's fulfilled and I'm not going to say observe. I'm going to say open because I'm not going to touch it. I'm going to leave that for the most high. I'm going to move on. <laughs> I'm going to move on because I got a lot to say about that, but I'm going to let it go. Law number 217. Deuteronomy 25 and 9, release her, the widow. Then shall his brother's wife come into him in the presence of the elders and loose his shield. This is if you don't marry your, um, your brother's wife or, uh, you know, if the, if the son, it, it piggybacks off the Lord, um, 216. If the brother does not want to marry the brother's wife. Then it shall be the wife will come into the presence of the elders, loose um, his shoe off his foot, the brother's shoe off his foot, and spit in the brother's face. And shall answer and say, so shall it be done unto the man that will not build up his brother's house. Now, I'm going to leave that one open too. Why? Because it's a can of worms. That's why. It's not cut and dry to say, okay, we can still do it. It's not cut and dry, child. I'm going to leave it. Because I'm going to leave that up to Yahshua. <laughs> I'm going to say this though. For the children of Yahuda. Okay. Yahuda. Remember. Yahuda had three sons. Two of the sons was wicked. One of them Tamar married. Nobody had kids by Tamar. I'm not talking about Yahuda himself. I'm talking about the sons. Tamar was promised to the first son. The first son abused her, then died. She ain't had no kids by him. The second son did not want to be with her, and he spilt the seed on the ground. He didn't want to be with her. Why? Because he was under the influence of his mother, who was a Hamite. In, um, she was a Hamite in the line of um, Canaan. Understand that. So the most high didn't care one way or the other. Empty who 
simply because um, Yahuda turned around and married somebody he wasn't supposed to. He went against the Lord. This is why he didn't have no happiness with the family he had. He said this himself. I wasn't happy with the family I had. I didn't have happy times with them. None of my sons understand that. Tamar was promised to the last son. And guess what? She didn't have kids by him either. So this is why Tamar did what she did. That's why I'm leaving it open. I'm going to move on. Deuteronomy um, 218. I'm sorry. <laughs> Lord number 218, Deuteronomy 22 and 29. A violator must marry the virgin. The maiden he violated. Oh, I'm going to talk about this in, in one second. Let me read it. When the man that lay with the virgin shall give unto the damsel's father 50 shekels of silver and she shall be his wife because he hath humbled her, he may not put her away all his days. Now, this is also uh, a tricky one. Not because it's hard to explain or because I'm not Yeshua. I don't have the power to say yes or no, but I'm going to explain this. You shouldn't rape nobody. That's number one, because this is rape. If somebody is violating somebody else, the law is you must marry her because you turned around, you lusted after her and you wanted her. So since you want her, you're going to marry her. That's the law of the children of Israel. However, there are a lot of things going on. And I already told you the heathens stole the laws. Has the case of rape ever stopped? N-O. The case of rape has never stopped. However, people ain't thinking about marrying nobody. I'm a raper because I'm lusting after her. And I'm rape does not mean um, I just want to have sex with you. Rape has to do with having power over somebody. Abuse. That's what that is. But the Most High has something for you back in the days. But you're not supposed to be violating nobody anyway. That's an, that's in another part of the laws. But we didn't get to that yet. You ain't supposed to rape nobody. But if it's a child of Israel and you've been lusting after her, and I'll give you an example. You saw a young girl and you watched her, watched her, watched her. Until you felt she was a certain age and then you abused her by taking over her. And her parents and stuff found out that's going to be your wife. That's an example I could give you. But just going out and just raping somebody you was stalking, that's wrong. And you get what you get because the eye for eye comes in there. And I'm not going to make it so um, complicated. But I'm going to say this. This was fulfilled because this shouldn't be anywhere. This is only in regards to the children of Israel in their land because there's special circumstances for this. Okay, so I'm going to say fulfilled because there's special circumstances that go with that, with the violator. This is when the children of Israel, um, the Most High made up the laws for them. They living in their own land. They living in the governed land, um, the governed laws of that land. Now the children of Israel scattered all over the place and the heathens, they got to listen to the heathens laws. That the I'm, I'm not going to make it difficult. They got to listen to the heathens laws. So I'm going to say fulfilled. Let me get some water. Law number 219, Deuteronomy 22 and 18. 
the defamer of his bride is flogged and may never divorce. And the elders of that city shall take that man and chastise him. Now, this is if the man is lying. <laughs> this goes with all the rest of the marriage laws, child. This is why you have to wait for your mate, child. This is exactly why you have to wait for your mate. This is why. Because some man lusts after you, wants to marry you, use you all up, and then turn around, I don't want to be with you. Yeah. Then he, he lies and said, well, she ain't no virgin. When I got with her, she wasn't no virgin. So there's things that you have to do in regards. I'm going to leave it open, though. Hold on. Because this is for Yahshua to determine. This is not fulfilled. This is open. Simply because the children of Israel should be listening to laws. I don't care where they are. Anyway. This man, and I'm just giving you the example of what this law is. The man, like I said, he lusted after her, did all of this. But instead of keeping her, because he don't want her no more, he didn't use her up as much as he wanted to. And he turned around and lied to everybody, talking about she ain't no virgin. So in this instance, this is why you're supposed to hold the virginity clothes. Because if they hold the virginity um, garments, I'll say garments. If they holding the virginity garments and there's blood on it, honey, there's the proof, honey. She was a virgin. She was chased, honey. You ain't going to come in here and, and then use her and then talk about she wasn't a virgin like she was spoiled. No, no, no. You're going to keep her as your wife. That's what that law is. But since we're not in our land and everybody's doing whatever they want to, this is why we're in the position we're in, I'm going to leave this open. That's for Yahshua to decide. I believe it. It's not fulfilled. I'm going to leave it open because it's not for me to say fulfilled. Okay. I'm going to leave that open for the most highs. Too many variables. Okay. And I'll say this too. Even this wicked world encourages you to get a virgin. Even though they few, few and far between. Okay. All right. Okay. Law number 220, Exodus 22 and 16, on the seducer must be punished according to the law. It's the same thing. You seduce some woman, then you um, have sex with her and do all this other stuff. Then you don't want her no more, honey. You taking her to be your wife. Okay? You're not going to play with the children of Israel or the Most High. Especially the Most, most High. Remember, the Most High is going to get us for everything because guess what? He governs us according to the law. So you could not listen if you want to. You will be judged by the law, children of Israel. I didn't already told you what that law was, okay? And I'm going to tell you that's Leviticus 18, 4 and 5. You're not going to play with the most high. Now, like I said, Lord... Um, 220 and it says on the seducer it must be punished and it says and if a man entice a maid that is not betrothed that means you have sex with her and she ain't married and lie with her he shall surely endow her to be his wife oh you gonna this is gonna be your wife oh yes and I'm gonna tell you this back in the days with um the generation before me which is um the uh baby boomers and even the silent generation Oh, yes. You have sex with this girl, especially with the children of Israel. Oh, she going to be your wife. Shotgun wedding. Okay? Wedding. Shotgun wedding, honey. She going to be your bride. 
Yes, you're not going to play with them. Okay, and that was the silent generation and the baby boomers. That's what that was. Generation X, honey, we just moved away from all of that and we hell raises. We could be though. Okay, we the peacekeepers too, but we will put our foot down and up in somebody's behind. Okay, just saying. Law number 221, Deuteronomy 21 and 11. And I told you um, that was open because it's not for me to say whether it's It used to be practiced, so I'm just going to say it's open. <laughs> Deuteronomy um, 21 and 11. Captive women treated according to special uh, regulations. <sighs> and see if among the captives a beautiful woman and has a desire unto her and thou would have her to be thy wife. Now, I'm going to say this is fulfilled. You know why? Because the children of Israel are not in their lands. They don't have any captives. They don't have any slaves. That was long ago. Because the Most High is saying, if you find somebody, remember all the wars that the children of Israel was going through and they was the Most High was tearing people up with the captain of heaven's armies. So when they was capturing people, sometimes they did see beautiful women. Sometimes they wanted those beautiful women. So that's what this law is about. If you have a, um, if say like the children of Israel captured, uh, killed all the men or did whatever they did, and then there was beautiful women there. Uh, if you see the beautiful woman that's a captive and you have a desire for her, then she could be your wife. But there were certain circumstances that she had to do before she could become your wife. So I'm going to say fulfilled because we ain't on top of nobody. We at the bottom of the barrel, number one. We don't have no captives, number two. Okay. And the children of Israel is doing whatever they want to willy-nilly. And they will grab a hole. The sons of Zion, you already know, your Achilles heel is a hole from another nation. Y'all need to go sit down somewhere. This is why we in the position we in, honey, mainly because of y'all. Not saying we scot-free, daughters of Zion. But the sons of Zion, they didn't ran a, they run amok. They been running amok. This is why we in the position we in. I'm not saying we scot-free as the daughters of Zion. But honey, y'all... Y'all really did the thing. Y'all did it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Y'all was the leaders in doing this nonsense. Lord number 222, Deuteronomy 24 and 1. The law of divorce. Now we back on that, honey. Only be means of written document. When a man has taken a wife and married her and it come to pass that she shall find no favor in his eyes because he have found some uncleanness in her. We didn't already read this, but we going through it again. Then let him give her a bill of divorcement and give her into her hand and send her um, out of his house. I already told you. I already talked about this. So I'm going to keep moving. Law number 223, numbers 5 and 15, suspected adulteress has to submit to the request test, required test, excuse me. Then shall a man bring his wife unto the priest and he shall bring her offering, bring her offering for her. That's what it says, it's throwing me off. A 10th part of an ephah of barley meal. He shall pour no oil upon it, nor put frankincense thereon, for it is an offering of jealousy, an offering of memorial, bringing iniquity to remembrance. Remember, excuse me. This is of a this is of a uh, this is 
if a man is jealous of his wife and he keeps accusing her falsely that she's doing something. So this is what has to be, um, there has to be a sacrifice. If everybody know that this woman ain't doing nothing, she's being uh, faithful, but this man sway up and down, she's climbing off trees, have men in the closet, under the ground, in the bed and all of that, then this is what needs to be done. I would say that's a spirit on him, but that's what needs to be done. A sacrifice. So I guess it is a spirit. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to say about that is, this is a suspected adulteress. It's a suspected. It's not um, the reality. So what I'm going to say, I'm going to leave this open. Because it's too many variables. That's what I'm going to say. Because it's nonsense. All right. Now, we are on the next... Hold on. Hold on a minute. Excuse me. We're on the next category. I just want to see if I was going to miss anything. Now, this category is in regard to judicial things. So we are on law 224 and this is Deuteronomy 25 and two on whipping transgressors of certain commandments. And it shall come to be if the wicked man be worthy to be beaten, that the judges shall cause him to lie down and to be beaten before his face according to his fault by a certain number. I'm gonna say that's fulfilled. Because we don't have to do that no more. We're not in our land. <sighs> and certain of these um, laws are fulfilled, like Yeshua said. Law number 225, numbers 35 and 25, on exile to the city of refuge for incontentional homicide. And the congregation shall deliver the slayer out of the hand of the revenger of blood. And the congregation shall restore him in the city of refuge whither he was fled and he shall to me and he shall abide in it unto the death of the high yeah unto the death of the high priest which was anointed with holy with the holy oil that was fulfilled now when i say fulfilled this is what yeshua fulfilled mm -hmm. we're not in our land we don't have to do that no more we're not in the land that's fulfilled Law 226, Exodus 21 and 20 on the punishment of transgressions of certain commandments. Certain commandments. If a man smite his servant or his maid with a rod and he die under his hand, he shall be surely punished. I'm going to say this. <laughs> I'm going to leave that one open. You know why? Because to kill somebody is bad. That's number one. For anybody. That shouldn't be number one, but I'm just saying it. The children of Israel, you know you ain't supposed to be killing nobody. 
but these outside people who stole the books and all of that, they um they punish transgressors for murder. So I'm gonna leave it open. That's why. Okay. Because the heathen stole the books and they're practicing don't murder. So anybody who say you don't have to listen to the laws, then what about the law of don't murder? Not only is it a commandment, it's a law. I just read it. Y'all not going to lie. Y'all not going to play. Okay. Shout. Just saying. It's a law and a command. Ha ha. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Now, law number 227, Exodus 21 and 16. Hold on. On strangling transgressors of certain commandments. Hold on. I'm highlighting and I'm underlining. That's why I keep saying hold on. And he that stealeth a man and selleth him, that means selling somebody, um, putting in slavery, or if he be found in his hand, he shall surely be put to death. So you can't strangle somebody who is your servant and you can't put them to death. So I'm going to say fulfilled. Law number 228, Leviticus 20 and 14 on burning transgressions of a certain commandments. You can't burn them. You can't uh, strangle them. <laughs> so that's what the most high is saying. This is murder. This is different types of murder. So what is murder? It's a no-no, right? Okay. Leviticus 20 and 14 on burning transgressions of certain commandments. And if a man take a wife, and her mother, it is wickedness, that they shall be burnt with fire, both he and they, and there will be no wickedness among you. Now, this is a whole different ball game. This is, uh, on reading this, without going into it, burning transgressions of a certain commandments. You have to put a whole bunch more here because it's saying if a man is the law, there's a law against having sex with the mother and the daughter. That's a law. So naturally they're going to do away with you because it's a law concerning the children of Israel. So if you turned around and you did that thinking that you being in the children of Israel, they have a law to burn you. <laughs> but I'm going to say it's fulfilled because we're not even in, um, in our land and this is what I mean about uh, gray areas this is what I mean about gray areas because uh, one law is open and the other two is fulfilled this is what I mean about the gray areas it's not easy to interpret these laws simply because they have gray areas that's why I said I'm not going to be able to um, say which is which, and sometimes I got to look stuff up to get the real understanding because these this little bit that I have, this little vignette that I had is not everything. Just like now on burning transgressions, if I just saw that, I'd be like, no, because you can't burn people. That's against the law. But then they're talking about, once I read it, they're talking about this man who's being um, um, sexually wicked. I didn't want to say it, but He's being wicked. And 
That's why he's being burned. Okay? Sexual transgression. Um, That's why it's a gray area. Law number 229, Deuteronomy 22 and 24, on stoning transgressors of certain commandments. Then you shall bring them both down to the gate of that city and ye shall stone them with stones until they die. The damsel, because she, cry, she cried not, being in the city, and the man, because he had humbled his neighbor's wife, so thou shalt put away the evil from among you. So, I'm going to leave that open. Sexual transgression is sexual transgression. It's up to the most high, not me. Law 230, Deuteronomy 21 and 22, hang after execution. Violators of certain commandments. And if a man have committed a sin worthy of death and to be put to death, thou shalt hang him on a tree. Now that's a law, but I'm going to say this. <clears throat> this. This law also pertain to Yeshua. Okay? And the heathens that stole the books because not only was Yeshua put on a tree, there was many children of Israel that was put on trees by heathens. So did I not say that the whole children of Israel continue to suffer the same fate over and over? Yes, they do. You know who the children of Israel are. Law number 231. Okay. Oh, in regards to me um, determining whether it's open, observed, or fulfilled, I would say to us is fulfilled because to the children of Israel is fulfilled because we're not in our lands. That's number one. However, back in the days, especially in the United States, 1400, 1500, 1600, 1700s, all the way up to 2014, I would say. I don't remember. I can't remember which which is the last time somebody got hanged who was in the child, uh, children of Israel. I want to say in 2023, it might be in 2020. Yeah. 2023 is the, um, the latest. So has the heathens been um, um, hanging the children of Israel? Yes. From trees. Yes. So I'm going to say in regards to the children of Israel it's fulfilled, but according to the heathens, they rule by the devil, so it could happen at any time. Okay. This is um this is some of the things that we fear as the children of Israel. So I'ma say fulfilled, but according to these heathens, because the devil has the power. Remember, the devil has the power, but not the authority. If the devil is leading you. And, and I ain't going to get deep in this because I, when I do my lesson, I'm going to, the lesson that I've been promising y'all, I'm going to expound on what I'm getting ready to say. When the devil is leading you, when you choose to follow the devil, okay, then the devil is going to give you his authority and his power. A part of his power that he stole from Adam, 
and his authority over you. And I know it's hard for you to understand, but murder in regards to the devil is the most powerful thing that you, that the devil could do in regards to you. And I'll give you an example. Um, if somebody choose, chooses, I'll just say um, in regards to um, Cain and Abel. I'll say Cain and Abel. Okay. Cain followed the devil, right? Cain followed the devil. And for those people who don't know um, exactly what happened in regards to Cain and Abel, please go to the first book of uh, the Bible, Genesis, and just listen to what I'm saying or listen to the book of Yeshia or uh, or get the book of Jasser, which is Yeshia, and read what it says. When Adam gave his power away to the devil for knowledge, the devil was wooing Cain to kill Abel, and he did. The Most High wanted him to repent and waited for him to repent, and he never did. Then the Most High cursed him. Uh, that's everything that happened in a nutshell. However, in between the devil getting to Cain and getting in his head and telling him lies so that he could kill Abel, the worst thing Cain could ever do was shed blood of another man. Because you're not supposed, the blood is in the life. So he literally took a life. So that not only, remember the devil has power over himself and he has authority over himself because he had free will. So he shared his power and his authority, listen, with Cain. So what did Cain do? Took his power and authority and killed Abel. Listen to what I'm saying and understand what I'm throwing. Okay? So the worst thing you could do is to take another person's life. That's what I'm trying to tell you. So that's why I said it's fulfilled. All right? That's why I said it. Because the worst thing you could do is to take a life. Because the life is in the blood. And that's exactly what Cain did when he listened to the devil because the devil gave Cain his power and his authority. The power that he took from, um, from uh, Adam, he took a piece of that and gave it to Cain and gave his authority. Okay? Understand that. And then when he did that, all hell broke loose, meaning all kinds of stuff came into the world. That's why there's so much atrocities. That's why there's so much wickedness. That's why. That's a part of it. Cha. Now, law number 231, Deuteronomy 21 and 23, on burial on the same day of execution. Listen, because this was fulfilled his body shall not remain all night upon the tree, but thou shalt in any wise bury him that day. For if, excuse me, for he that is hanged is accursed of the most high, that thy land not be defiled, which the most high, thy El Elyon, give thee for an inheritance. Listen, listen, listen. I have to say it's fulfilled because Yahshua came to fulfill this before the foundation of the world. He is the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. It's so much stuff for me to say about this. 
so much, so much, so much. It was fulfilled in all ways. Just the stuff what I was talking about with Cain. Well, it went down with uh, the devil and Yahshua too. There was words. There was dueling with the word. Who is Yahshua and that word that came out of Yahshua's mouth in regards to this. This is fulfilled. Okay. This is what um, Shaul was talking about in regards to fulfillment. Okay. So this is fulfilled. Because not only did Yahshua take on all your sins. He was hung on that tree. All of that. He was made to scapegoat even though he is the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. Honey, he took it all on. That's why I say it's fulfilled. Now we on another category. Okay, I don't think we're going to get to the don'ts until next week, y'all willing. But we on another category. And this is for slaves, which is servants. Law number 232, Exodus 21 and 2, on the special laws for treating the Hebrew bondmen. Now, I'm going to say this. This is open. You know why it's open? Because the children of Israel were slaves. Not only did they have um, servants, and I'm going to tell you the difference between a servant and a slave. And I'm not talking about indentured. Well, I guess I am talking about indentured servants. An indentured servant is working off their um, bill or working off their um, whatever they owe to the person. So like um, they wanted something and they um, owed money to somebody who had money or they owed something then they would uh, sell themselves or become a bondman to their brethren. Remember, there's other laws in regards to this, uh, being that uh, they had a large bill that they had to work off. After the Jubilee, they're supposed to be let go, okay? And if they not let go, if they don't want to go, because some people wanted to work for um, richer people, if they didn't want to go, then they were a part of the family. So it wasn't like... Oh, I'm going to abuse you. I'm going to rape you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to do all kinds of stuff to you because you're under my hand like the heathens. No. So uh, the uh, the children of Israel were required to treat their servants with respect. That is a law. Not only your own brethren as a servant, but the stranger too. If the stranger was a servant, you treat them with respect. That was a law in the children of Israel. Not only is it a law in the children of Israel, it's a law to the Most High too. And I'm a, I'm going to prove it. The Most High said, an eye for an eye, and he's not mocked. Whatever you um, sow, you're going to reap. And if you um, if you put somebody in bondage, you're going to go in bondage. Who you think he was talking to when he said that? The heathens. That's what he was talking to. And it also falls on this law right here. On the special laws for treating Hebrew bondsmen. This goes for the heathens too. If you buy a Hebrew servant, six years shall he serve, and the seventh he's supposed to let go free for nothing. In regards to the children of Israel, they're not supposed to be slaves at all. They're the children of the Most High. They're supposed to get paid their wages. 
if they work, which I said last week, this is why the Most High is going to rain down on all the heathens. And I mean every last one of them. And their children. He's going to get them. And that's not me saying it. That's what the books say. And we're going to get to every last one of them because I'm going I'm to show you, honey. I'm going to show you because this ain't coming from my own mouth, honey. This is a law from the Most High, honey. Ooh, and he's going to get his way. He's going to get his way, honey. You're supposed to treat the children special if they among themselves. But a child of Israel is supposed to get their wages. If they worked, I don't care in what capacity you're supposed to pay them. And this is what it says too. Okay? You ain't supposed to treat them any kind of way. How was the children of Israel treated for 400 years in the United States and abroad? You don't think the Most High going to get these heathens? Child. I'm going to keep going. Because I will expand on that when it, it's time. Law 233, Exodus 21, 8 and 9. Hebrew bond may marry to her master or his son or dot, dot, dot. If she pleases not her master who has betrothed her to himself, then shall he let her be redeemed. To sell her unto a stranger, strange nation, he shall have no power, seeing he had dealt deceitfully with her. And if he have betrothed her unto his son, he shall deal with her after the manner of daughters. So you are not supposed to be selling a daughter of Zion if she married your son or you. Okay? In regards to her being a servant. Remember... There was a law. If you found somebody that you put um, uh, a captive and she was a, a woman that you wanted, remember, she's a captive. You're not supposed to be um, abusing her. You're supposed to make her your wife, especially if this is a child of Israel. And this is only within the children of Israel, not outside sources. Law number 234. Exodus 21 and 9, allow the redemption to the Hebrew bondmaid. And if he had betrothed her unto his son, he shall deal with her after the manner of daughters. I already expounded on that. Um, I'm going to leave it open. Too many variables. We don't have no slaves. We ain't putting nobody in bondage. But you do supposed to give somebody, um, people respect. This is our problem as the children of Israel. We don't respect one another. Men don't respect men. Women don't respect women. And men don't respect women. And women don't respect men within the children of Israel. Child, please. This is why we need to repent. Law number 235, Leviticus 25 and 46 on the laws for treating an alien bondman. Meaning somebody outside your nation. How are you supposed to treat them? And you shall take them as an inheritance for your children after you to inherit them for a possession. They shall be your bondmen forever. But over your brethren, the children of Israel, ye shall not rule over the other with vigor. Now, I'm going to say this. I already told you the heathens took our books. And what do you think they did to us? Their thought, because the heathens thought, is that they was going to put the children of Israel in bondage forever. I told you they took the books and started using them and made them crooked. But little do they know the children of Israel is not supposed to be in bondage. Hello. So even though the children of Israel got punished by the most high for going into bondage, because he said, I'm going to make you go into bondage all over. 
it wasn't the uh, the heathens uh, position to put them in bondage. This is what you need to understand how intricate everything is. So since they did that and they dealt harshly with the children of Israel, and you should know this by Daniel, look at Daniel. They dealt harshly with, with the children of Israel. Guess what? The Most High going to give them exactly what they gave the children of Israel. Oh, yes. This is a law, baby. And I just read it. That's why it's open. You need to understand how intricate and specialized these laws are. Oh, no, that hasn't been fulfilled, honey. That's open. And it's still swirling around until the most I said, go down there and get them. Oh, yes. This is a law, baby. Heaven and earth is going to testify. Oh, yes. This law right here is open and ready to be fulfilled. Oh, yes. It's just waiting. Just waiting. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's ready to be weeped. Sorry, weeped. Reaped. Because <laughs> it was sown by the heathen. Haven't been reaped yet. All right. Um, I'm going to go through these last, this last one. And then I'm going to call it a day. All right. Um, this is the torts, which means civil laws that causes laws. And we're going to read it. Law number 236. This is a new um, category. New category. The torts. T-O-R-T-S. Torts. Which is civil laws that causes loss. That's what a tort is. Law number 236, Exodus 21 and 19, on the penalty for a person inflicting injury. If he rises again and walk abroad upon his staff, then shall he that smoke him be quiet. Only he shall pay for the loss of his time and shall cause him to be thoroughly healed. Now, this is in regards to inflicting injury on a person. And this is not uh, per um, purposely. This is not purpose. This one is kind of blurred lines. Basically, if somebody's fighting, I guess, and somebody struck a blow, you won't be liable if the other person can get up and walk. However, the guilty person has to pay the injured person for any loss of time and make sure that the, vi uh, the victim, who they was fighting with, is healed, can get up and keep going. Now... I'm going to say this. I'm going to leave it open simply because we do this now in the land of our captivity. Say like there's a fight and somebody gets sued or they uh, they suing you for pain and suffering or whatever. You're going to go to court and you're going to have to pay that person. If you win, you're going to have to pay that person. It's a crooked law in this system. 
nevertheless, it is a law in, with the children of Israel. So in regards to fights, because they do fight, but there are people now, the children of Israel, they fight depending on whether the police is called and they take it that far. That's what happens. We're going to have to pay restitution to the people that you hurt or killed. So that is a law of the land, especially in the United States. But it was also a law that I'm reading, Exodus 21 and 19. So I'm going to leave it open because it concerns the children of Israel. But that's what everybody's using because I already told you the heathen stole the books. There you go. It's open. Law number 237, Exodus 21 and 18, on the law of injuries caused by an animal. If an ox gore a man or a woman that they die, then the ox shall be stoned and his flesh shall not be eaten, but the owner of the ox shall be quiet or shall be quit. I'll say this. This law is practiced in the United States, not concerning oxes, but dogs. It's concerning dogs or uh, mostly dogs. If a dog bites you or if a, a huge animal, a bear or whatever, maul you, they kill the bear or they'll kill the dog. They'll put the door that, dog down. Usually the police um, does it. So I'm going to leave it open. Because even though it's supposed to be, a, a, it is a law for the, among the children of Israel, the world, well, I'm not going to say the world, because I don't know what they do outside the United States, but I know they do it in the United States. If it's a large animal all the way down to a dog, they will put it down. That's what I'm saying. So I'll say that's open. On the law of injuries caused by a pit. And if a man shall open a pit, or if a man shall dig a pit, and not cover it, and the ox or ass fell therein, then you got to pay that person. So I'm going to say this. Um, this pertains to the children of Israel. So it's restitution, pretty much. You owe the person something if you're negligent on your land and you left something open or whatever, or whatever, and you don't close it, you are liable uh, because the children of Israel are not on their land. And um, usually people don't violate other people's land. They don't go on other people's land, especially the United States. But I'm not going to say, I'm just going to leave it open. You know why I'm going to leave it open? Because it's a gray area. Because heathens do heathens, heathenistic things. That's what I'm going to say. But this pertains to the children of Israel. But like I said, the heathens stole the book. So they um, they also um, abide by these laws. But it's such a great area that I'm going to leave it open. It's it's gray. We're not in our land, but uh, a lot of these laws, people still do practice outside the children of Israel, even though it's not their laws. So that's why it's gray. <laughs> Law number 239, Exodus 22 and 1 the law of the punishment of thieves. If a man shall steal an ox or a sheep or kill it or sell it, he shall restore five oxen for the ox and four sheep for the sheep. Now I'm going to say this. Thou shall not steal is a law and a command. It's open, the law itself, but nobody's going to replenish something five times over. 
especially the heathens and the children of Israel are scattered. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to keep it open, period. Too many variables. Law number 240, Exodus 22 and 5, on the law of a judgment for damage caused by a beast. If a man shall cause a field or a vineyard to be eaten and shall put his beast and shall feed in another man's field of the beast of his own field and of the beast of his own vineyard shall he make restitution. Meaning you got to reimburse this person for your animal going in there eating up their stuff. So that's open because even the heathens practice this. We're not in our land anymore, children of Israel. I haven't been since um, 70 AD. So it's open. Simply because the whole world practices this. I already told you they took the books and they practice this as, as crooked as it is. They practice it. Understand that and know. You see how complex these laws are? They just ain't so, okay, yeah, you don't have to listen to them no more. If they're too complex for you to just say, no, we're not going to listen to them no more. No, they're not so easy, children of Israel, that you could just go and say, oh, no, we don't have to. Yahshua came, so da-da-da. No, no, because even Yahshua went by the laws. Yahshua himself and the Most High does too. He goes by his own word. These are, this is his word, and it's a hint in the hair for his children. He follows his own laws. Child, y'all need to stop the nonsense. Nonsense, stop it, stop it, and more stop it. Law number 241, Exodus 22 and 6, on the law of a judgment for damage caused by a fire. Yes, you will pay restitution, and it says it's open to. If a fire break out and it catch in thorns so that the stacks of corn or whatever else, standing corn or in the field be consumed, wherein he that kindled the fire shall surely make restitution. I'm going to say this. That's just an example, if corn, but if anything, if somebody come into somebody's anywhere that they shouldn't be and cause a fire, yes, not only are they going to go to jail in today's times, they're going to pay restitution. So if the heathens are abiding by this law, they put this law in action too. If they abiding by that and you in the land of your captivity, naturally it's going to stay open. So it's open. Moving on. Exodus 2.42. I'm sorry. Law number 242, Exodus 22 and 7. On the law of an unpaid guardian, if a man shall deliver unto his neighbor money or stuff to keep, and it be stolen out of the man's house, if the thief be found, let him pay double. That's open. Law number 243, Exodus 22 and 11, on the law of a paid guardian. Did I say this already? Yes, I did, but I'm going to say it again. It's written in another way. Then shall an oath of the Most High be between them both, that he hath not put his hand unto his neighbor's goods, thou shalt not steal, and the other of it shall accept thereof, and he shall not make it good. So that's open. Don't steal. Nobody should be stealing. Nobody's nothing. Nobody should be covenant. Nobody's stuff. When you steal somebody's stuff, not only are you covenant, you taking something that's not yours. It is open. This, this is open. Okay. This has not been fulfilled. Keep your hands to yourself. Not only could you be running into the wrong one and get something you don't want. Click, click. 
You could also go to jail and have to pay um, restitution. Understand that? No. Law number 244, Exodus 22 and 14 on the law of a borrower. And if a man borrow aught of his neighbor and it be hurt or die, the owner thereof being not with it, he shall surely make it good. So if you have something and somebody loaned you something and it comes back broken, dead, or lost, whether it be an animal or a thing, you must reimburse it. So that's open. I told you, even the heathens practice this. It's open. Even if we're not in our land, don't take nobody's nothing. And listen, this is what I say. This is my own, this is my own um mantra. Words that I live by. Okay. Don't borrow nothing from nobody. that you cannot give back as good or better. Meaning, and I'm not talking about money because my mantra in regards to money is don't lend out nothing that you can't afford to lose. So if you can't afford to lose money, don't lend it out. But if somebody's borrowing something and somebody lets you have it, naturally you could um, you able to return it. But if you don't return it, then court has to ensue and they're going to make you give it back. So the thing is this, if you're going to borrow something from somebody, make sure you give it back just as good as you took it. If not, then you're going to have to deal with the repercussions of being sued or something else. Click, click, just saying. It's open. Law number 245, Leviticus 25 and 14 on the law of buying and selling. And if thou sell aught unto thy neighbor or buyest aught of thy neighbor's hand, shall I hate this damn thou? You shall not oppress one another. Don't go ham if y'all um if y'all um getting stuff from one another or buying stuff from one another. And you know, there's a lot of people, and this is open by the way. There's a lot of people that have friends that have lost friends because of bad deals going into business with each other, not being on the same level and just having a falling out. That's open. Even the heathens practice this. Just understand that. So I'm going to leave it open because it, it's for the children of Israel, but the heathens that stole the books, they also practice this. Uh -huh. This is a part of United States laws. Exodus 246. I'm sorry, law number 246, sorry. That was law number 245, what I just said. Law number 246, which is Exodus 22 and 9 on the law of litigants. Litigants, like I'm saying, just in case people don't understand my New York accent. Litigants, two people that go to court. <laughs> for all manner of trespass, whether it be an ox, an ass, for sheep, for raiment, or for any manner of lost thing, which another challenge to be his, the cause of both parties shall come before the judges and whom the judges shall condemn, he shall pay double unto his neighbor, meaning a regular, and this is open because the United States practices this, and I'm sure other countries do too. I already told you the heathens stole these books and they using these laws. I told you, honey. 
while you were running around here, children of Israel, talking about you don't need to listen to the laws, you are listening to the laws because the people that's over you are, have these laws in place, except they crooked. Stop the nonsense. Put on your thinking cap, honey. I'm going to need y'all to come higher with the nonsense. Well, not higher with the nonsense, but stop the nonsense and come higher. Discernment, you need it. So let me explain this and we're going to uh, keep it moving. It's open because if you come and you lose somebody something or you abuse somebody something or you do whatever with somebody something and they bring you to court, you're going to pay whatever it is. You're going to pay restitution for it. You will be paying restitution. Okay. That's a law of this land in the United States. Yes, it is. It was a law with the children of Israel first by the most high. So it is a law that still stands. Law number 247, Deuteronomy 25 and 1, save life of one pursued. If there be a controversy between men and they come unto judgment that the judges may judge them, then they shall justify the rights and condemn the wicked. Now, I'm going to have to look into that one. Hold on. Okay. Deuteronomy 25 and 1 was not um, clear, so I had to look it up. And it says this, and it says in regular um, NIV, which is the um, New International Version. So it says, and I'm saying it from the NIV simply because it's in regular uh, language. When the people have a dispute, two people have a dispute, they are to take it to court and the judge will decide the case, acquitting the innocent and condemning the guilty. If the guilty person deserves to be, um, it says beaten here, but I'm, I'm not going to say beaten. If they deserve to be punished, the judge shall make, um, he's going to determine the punishment. Okay. And the punishment is supposed to fit the crime. However, <laughs> I'm going to say this, which is, it's open, but I already told you there's two laws, um, one for the children of Israel and one for everybody else. More than likely, if it's the children of Israel, they will be penalized. They will be punitive. There will be an abuse of power from these judges nine times out of 10 if it's a heathen judge. So even though this is open, the children of Israel will be harshly punished if they um, if it calls for a punishment. They will be harshly punished. This is a part of the reason why the Most High is going to rain down on heathens with everything he got. He is. Now, I'm going to move on to the next thing. Um, and I already told you it's open. This is the last law I'm going to read. And it said, this is law number 248. This is numbers 27 and 8. On the law of inheritance. And thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel, saying, If a man die and have no son, then ye shall cause his inheritance to pass to his daughter. Now, this is open. This is open simply because everybody practices this. But that's not open because everybody practices it. It's open because the Most High never closed this. Okay? Your inheritance is supposed to go to the next of kin. Okay, and if that uh, closest kid's not there, it's supposed to go to the next one. This is supposed to happen with the children, and it has happened within the children of Israel when they was on their land. This is why the Most High said, don't steal land. 
And those people who stole land, I don't care who it is, they're going to get it. And I say that to say inheritance, the most high gave the children an inheritance of land and who's on the land today. So the most high going to get the people for that. That's number one. Number two, the heathens stole the books and they making it crooked. So even in the, uh, um, the realm of the law in the United States, if something happens to your father, your mother, and there is a testament that needs to be read or some kind of something that needs to be read, then that inheritance goes to the next of kin. If that direct next of kin is not there, then it goes to the next one. That's how it's supposed to be. It's practiced today, even among the heathens. So you see, this last category, everything stayed open because wherever the children of Israel are, there's laws over them and governing them, just like it's supposed to be governing bodies for everybody. However, it's a different story with the children of Israel. Nevertheless, the laws that were in their books are governing other lands. So there's no way you could say that you don't have to listen to the law because you are listening to the law. It's just crooked. The heathens took the books all over and they're making their laws according to these laws that the, uh, that was made for the children of Israel, except they making them crooked for the children of Israel and for other people too, because there's people that have influence, meaning, um, they're affluent. Um, they're um, you know, they could be TV stars or rich or uh, um, wealthy in some type of way. And the laws may not, the laws that they stole, may not pertain to them. But for the children, the children of Israel, for the most part, most of them are not rich. Most of them are poor. And um. The way, and I'm only talking about the United States because that's where I live. The way that the United States looks at poor people, they don't have a snowball chance in hell of getting anywhere. You have to have a good lawyer. You have to have a paid lawyer, not a practicing lawyer that everybody is uh, together. <laughs> okay, because if you don't have a paid lawyer, you have the um, that lawyer that goes with the courts and all the courts is together. So they ain't doing nothing but practicing on you. But anyway, I say that to say, these are the laws of the Most High to the children of Israel because the Most High said he wanted his children to be in his will. And in order for them to have character and morals and all that, that's what the laws were for. Not to run around here and follow everybody else that um, everybody else is following the devil. In the book of um, Jubilees, that's what the um, that's what it says. The Most High says all the rest of the nations are following devils. He says that in the book of Jubilees, Genesis in the book of Jubilees. Understand that and know. And this is why the laws were there. When the heathens stole the books, they based their um, lands on it. They based their um, societal, um, civil. Uh, laws on the laws of um, the 613 laws and the commands. They based it on there. This is what I'm trying to tell you. And for those people that said we don't have to listen to the laws, hogwash, because you do. 
not all the laws. That's what I'm saying. It's a gray area. You can't just say, oh, no, we don't have to listen to the law. It's such a gray area. There's so many nuances and it's so many moving parts to the law that you just can't say we don't have to listen to the law. You can't say that because it's not cut and dry. It's not black and white. It's not. These laws are very intricate. This is why the most high put them down. So with that being said, I hope that you're learning something. I hope that these lectures are meaningful and they are powerful to you and they are um, educational. Okay. Um, we all walking together. I'm doing my job. Everybody has to find their job, find out who they are, who they belong to, find out what their job is and do it. We are, and I keep saying this, we are in the time of uncertainty because we don't know what's going to happen. We know that something's going to happen. We know what the scriptures say, but the most High told, uh, didn't tell us when it's going to happen, but we could see signs of stuff happening. Okay. We're also in the time of repentance. This is why everything is quiet in regards to the most high. He already put down the books down here for you. He's opening up people's um, spirits in regards to what they need to do in regards to ringing the bell, uh, prophesying, teaching, um, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. Cause he said he was going to pour his heart out. This is what the most high is doing. Little by little, little by little, just like he said, things going to be changed little by little, little by little. And while that's happening, take advantage, full advantage, because it's going to come a time you're not going to be able to reach for a book. You're not going to be able to listen to a lecture. As times continue, and I mean times, even though it's becoming lighter and lighter outside, times are becoming darker and darker, meaning people's attitudes and people's spirits. And little by little, the heathen, who listens to the devil are blocking people and it's becoming more and more dangerous for truth to come forth. And they doing all kinds of stuff for the truth not to come forth. And honey, this is the time the most high wants you to get as much as you need because when stuff gets cut off, it's going to be cut off. And you ain't going to have no room or no way to receive the word. So my suggestion to you is get everything you can from everybody. Learn to discern and have your spiritual man built up in a way that if you can't get your hands on the Bible, look nothing up in regards to the scripture, you already have the scriptures in your heart. Yeshua is suffering with you and the Ruach is recalling scripture so that you could fight the good fight of faith, use uh, your spiritual armor on these devils because you're going to need it. Oh, you're going to need it. You're going to need it. You're going to need it. With that, I say, I hope that you enjoy the rest of your week. If you have any questions or concerns, anything, drop me a line. You'll hear how to contact me, um, you know, during the exit. And I hope to see you on a Sabbath. And until next time.
Hi. Trying to contact me regarding a question, comment, or concern? Well, you got two ways of doing so. The first way is you can email me at cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com. I'll say it again. This is one word. Cliffnote, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A, at yahoo.com. The second way is you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the episode's description on Spotify. Send me your question and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. to hear the word of truth from the Most High. But you know what's better? Hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content. You can also save a life by sharing this valuable content. Go ahead, save a life today. Thanks. Hey, don't make me your guilty pleasure. Hit that follow button and make that commitment. You will not be disappointed. And it's free. It doesn't cost nothing to hit that follow. Thanks.